getting a call from Greensboro, Alabama. Testing, testing. Lying lions. Murdering millions of melons. Murdering melons. The jape. The jape paped. The rapist. Hello. Boom. Hello. Testing. What's going on, my brothers and sisters? Mr. Wo-wo. Aunties and uncles. Mr. Monks. Wo-wo. Kabbalists. Wizards. Mr. Wo-wo. Mystics. He's sons Mr. and daughters Wo-wo. of God. Yeah. Welcome to Mr. Woo-woo. Welcome, everybody, to the Mr. Woo-woo podcast. I'm your host, Joshua. I'm feeling lovely this Wednesday. I hope you are as well. Thank you for joining us. I'm wearing my Ichiraku ramen lime green because Wednesday is green day. That's the day to wear green. That's when the fifth ray comes in. So just align yourself with inner and outer earth and, you know, wear some green today. Emerald. Primary colors. Nothing, you know, nothing murky or beige. It has to be bright. You know, I have so, so many things in my, in my closet I got to get rid of there. I got to get, uh God, for years I love black and and dark colors. Oops, oops. Not in alignment with uh, the cosmos, not in alignment with the rays coming in the galaxy. Welcome, everybody. I hope you're having an awesome Wednesday. It's gorgeous out here in um, San Diego. Um, it's, <laughs> I'm in my, in my um, treatment room right now. And I just made this gorgeous, gorgeous addition aesthetically to this place. It's been such a long time coming. My wife has the other one. She has the the good picture of uh, of this sacred place. But I just got this enormous, and it's already changing the energy of the room. The an enormous picture of Mount Shasta, like a full on beautiful. I'm just staring at His Majesty right now. It's just really overwhelming me with its beauty, as it always does. So I have to go back there every year, have to, for multiple reasons. But that is. That is just a lovely crown to our, our beautiful state of California that's been suffering so terribly under bad government. I'm sure you know what I'm saying. How those gas prices doing people, how those grocery prices doing people, how those state taxes doing, my friends, how's the business taxes doing out here? You got one man to thank for that. You got one shuckster that uh, you get to thank for that. You all know who I'm talking about. He just got his ass handed to him. By Ron DeSantis. We're gonna get into that a little bit later. That was hysterical. Their their useless and pointless debate. Just like who could be like the best school bully, trying to position themselves for leadership, which we don't need. We need representation. Everyone wants to be our fucking leader. You know what's best for you. You know what's best for your kids. You know what's best for the direction of your life and how you want to spend your money. Someone that went to school like two years longer than you. Is telling you that shit? The fuck out of here. The fuck out of here, right? Man, I, I hung out with these kids in honors in AP class my whole life. I don't want these fucking dweebs to be deciding the course of our nation. They're fucking, dude. They did not know better. Just because you got good grades does not mean you got fuck off of wisdom <laughs> at all. At all. You're going to have a very intelligent processing unit of a brain and not be able to connect shit for dots as far as actual causation. And these are the people deciding 
what you can and can't do. What you shall be impelled and not be impelled to do. Man. And uh God, we got a we actually got a Death Eater of the Week and a and a Wizard of the Week because it was fiery out there. Like folks trying to grab more control on the international scene, folks resisting tremendously. And that's how we're gonna start. We're gonna start with the resistance. We're going to start with the dude who's gotten this award probably more than anybody else so far. And he doesn't even know I exist yet. He will. The show will be known. Its endorsement will be platinum. But the Wizard of the Week, without, without fail, without comparison, was the Tesla of our age, the Henry Ford of our age, Elon motherfucking Musk. Epic. Epicness. He gets a slow clap. Hold on. Man, this dude Elon was on fire last week. On fire. And he swings back and forth between, you know, doing stuff like hiring Janet Yaccarino for, you know, former uh, World Economic Forum zealot, now CEO of what used to be Twitter, now X. So not all of his decisions are in alignment with what we'd want. But it is the lady had his back when it counted, or at least publicly she does. I still think she's kind of a plant, dude. Strangling the uh, free speech on X through community notes and shit. Anyway, Elon, you're the wizard of the week for multiple reasons. The number one being, you just told your advertisers that tried to boycott you some bullshit trumped-up charges saying you're an anti-Semite, which is insane. You just told them on live television to their faces to Bob Iger's stupid, woke... Illuminati face, fuck you. Ooh, it was so spicy. It was so spicy because he said, oh yeah, if these people are going to try to blackmail me into, into policing and closing down free speech, which was his whole point of buying Twitter, to bow down to Disney and Warner Brothers and a bunch of other things because all of a sudden you got some trumped up anti-Semite charges. Like I said, they're going to either come up with anti-Semite charges, say you touched a little kid, uh, say you um, say you raped someone that, that you've you know shagged back in the day, or some, something. They're gonna do something. So they're trying to blackmail him, saying, "Oh, you're an anti-Semite, victim, victim, victim." And I, you know, and he looked right in their eyes and said, "Oh, you think you can tell me what to do? Um, fuck you. You can go." His excuse me. I'm gonna, <clears throat> the exact quote was, "Go fuck yourself." And then he said, he took a beat and took it even, looked right at the thing. Go fuck yourself. Don't advertise on Twitter. The whole world will know who did this. He said, hi, Bob. Literally to Bob Iger's stupid blood drinking face. Hi, Bob. Yeah, fuck you. I'm talking to you specifically. In the same week, this man unveiled a truck that looked like it was out of like an 80s dystopian truck. It's called the Cybertruck, my guys. It's the future like this <laughs> it is faster than a sports car and it's tougher than a regular truck it can't even roll like they've done 100 tests on it they actually took a machine gun and shot at the broadside of the door because he said you know i want the toughest truck ever and he used to see movies where they'd shoot the truck and the bullet he's like that's not true like the bullets pass right through you know you couldn't use like a car door to stop if you got hemmed up in a gunfight bullets go right through he had a guy shoot um, a machine gun at this car 
and the paint is the only thing that got scratched. It didn't go through. Watching the bullets explode on the side of this thing. Phenomenal engineering. Phenomenal breakthroughs in engineering, vehicles. So impressive. So impressive. This guy's just trying to drag humanity into the future, drag them into the light. I'm not down with Neuralink because I'm I'll be fucked if I ever put like a, a chip inside my brain to do any function that was made by any human. Maybe if it was direct, like, hello, we are, you know, from the Arcturians and we've perfected this and, and it's like Star Trek and they can all understand each other because they have a chip inside. Dude, that's because fifth dimensional beings made that tech. Not some dork at MIT. Not some idiots like, I got to do it and just tried it on 150 monkeys on 151st didn't die. At least not yet. Like, dude, there's, there's no fucking way, right? You're not going to do that shit. <laughs> please don't do that shit. Please, please. We don't want to be, you know, we're not as, as simple as those monkeys, right? Let's not be that dumb. However, he makes a mean truck, dude, and they're becoming more and more compatible with, like, like solar panels, like you won't be draining the grid. All these people aren't paying for gas, dude. I'd pay for gas. Ha! Huh. Vehicles look sick. So Elon just, you might be, you know, some supervillain in training. I, got, I don't know, man. You're like one tragedy away from that happening. But, dude, I bow to you, dude. Thank you for the lumps you're taking financially, culturally, energetically, spiritually from the collective consciousness of the Illuminati on our behalf so that we can talk shit on Twitter and actually reveal very alarming facts about the cause of the all-cause death rate internationally. That's being discussed openly there and only there and maybe Rumble. Rumble and, and X are the only two platforms where you could say what you want, pretty much. Short of like calling for harming somebody else, of course. Uh, specifically. <laughs> but there, yeah, you can say any old controversial shit that you want there. And so for that, I tip my hat to you, Elon Musk. God bless. Dang, we're already 10 minutes in the show and I'm... I'm not done sucking uh, Elon's fucking cock here. Sorry about that. Um, he's just he's an extraordinary human being. I'm uh, I'm hoping for a resurgence of the Renaissance. He is evidence that we are there, guys. The Death Eater Week goes to, and I almost threw celebration when this motherfucker died. Henry Kissinger is dead. It's like saying Bellatrix Lestrange Voldemort is dead. Died at a hundred. Died dragging. A million plus souls with him. Not to the hell. I don't think that's that's where he is right now. I feel like he's on the astral plane somewhere just beginning to experience firsthand the horror that he inflicted on humankind. I think he's only into like 206 people at this point. Just since he died. Like, hey, like the thing is, when you cause people harm, right, and you die, the overwhelming report that people say is they had to go and experience like their during their, their life review they had to experience firsthand all the suffering that they caused like you punch someone in the face they punch like you get inside their body and you feel you see yourself punch this person's nose in the face and you experience like the pain and the embarrassment and the burning all that stuff right or let's say you're responsible for blowing butt people hypothetically like henry kissinger hypothetically and you're bombing Cambodia. You're responsible for a million people in Cambodia dying. And that's just one thing that he was able to accomplish, if you can call it that. 
And uh, yeah, he gets to experience that over and over and over and over and over again. Almost like on a loop. Until he cries out to a God he truly doesn't believe in. So he won't. He'll be there enjoying a buffet of his own causation for, I don't know, I'm sure some twat's going to like pray for his soul. He might call out like one day in horror to like what he's done to humanity and to America. Whew, the muggles will never know what a death eater that man is on how many levels of evil he dwelled. But uh, now him and, uh, you know, Elizabeth, they're all getting their fill. They're all getting their fill of suffering, and I'm sure it's both sad and satisfying to, to watch unfold. If you wish to spare Henry Kissinger his lifetime buffet uh, or just eons of uh, suffering that he's going to have, pray, give a little prayer to him. You know, try to lift him up. Try to uh, undo through forgiveness. Massive, the massive harm he's done to humanity in general. I don't even know if, I don't know, I'm not in the mood to really like lift a finger myself. But yeah, that guy is roasting on the lower astral plane right now. So, Henry Kissinger um, from Humanity, fuck you. Um, with with all love, fuck you. And um, we are glad that you're no longer in a body causing mischief. So that's wonderful. Bye, Henry Kissinger. Um, you can Henry kiss our ass. That's that's low hanging fruit. Sorry, forget I said that. That was terrible. Fuck that. I wouldn't even waste a joke on that guy. Anyway, last week I was trying to. <laughs> I made a meager uh, attempt. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Karen. You know what? Just to just to soften the blow, I'm gonna um do like just a tiny little ad for my business, not her business, because that would have been rude to go like, hey, Karen. You know, like after I mentioned like a war criminal slash like Luciferian uh, dying, and you know, and then right afterward, I brought your business up. And I'll bring my business up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you guys. Are you experiencing imbalance physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually? Let's help you get it resolved. Come on, Dan. We simply utilize energy or consciousness-based techniques to harmonize and uplift you physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually. This energy healing, particularly with cranial sacral therapy and matrix energetics, mm. is hands down the best in San Diego. Hands down. We pride ourselves with over 13 years of experience helping people like 19 you. 19 years now, actually. What are you waiting for? Old commu- commercial. If you're in San Diego and looking for relief, come see us today. Come see us today, mate. So that was my commercial that I had done for $180 a long time ago. Thank you for doing all three accents in one go uh, to whoever the hell just... <laughs> I don't even know who did that. Uh, but... Yeah, I can if you are in any kind of pain, if you've if you're one of my clients, you know. You know. You know about that magic. You know, but if, if you got a loved one, if you got a friend that also is in pain, you don't got to tell him that I do super woo-woo stuff. You just be like, "Oh yeah, he just does like craniosacral therapy. You just lay on a table and he just, you know, he listens to different parts of your spine and they self-correct and, you know, peace, harmony, relaxation, pain goes away." If you're looking for Reiki, I teach that one-on-one. Just been having some amazing Reiki classes lately. 
if you're adding, looking to add to your repertoire of your ability to interact with your environment, uh, heal yourself during these escalating and troubling times, or loved ones, or even want to like spruce up your environment, taking a class with me will definitely help. I'll give you some sweet, sweet keys, some things that will be able to uplift and transmute uh, what's going on in your life. And we're always looking for more of that. We're always looking for more of that. If your face, if you want to get your girl a facial, right? If you want to, she, she likes going to the esthetician. I know the best esthetician in the fucking city. Worked with this lady years and years ago, and she is just the best. Her name, correctly pronounced, <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> sorry, is Karen Fanchella, okay? And she is just so over the moon, so passionate about using organic substances so that you're, you know, I, I mentioned last week, like I don't want my body and my face to get all like addicted to, you know, chemicals and stuff like that, um, or that my face would become dependent on it. She has a company called Calming Waters, Calming Waters Organic Facials by Karen. She's located in Point Loma out here in San Diego County. And she uses Eminence is the name of the company she uses. She swears by it. This is like the only company she sells to people and she's wonderful. Just a wonderful, easy to work with person. She's not shady, not greedy. And just like I was the one everyone was coming to for massage, everyone came to her for faces. Like she's Spagos. She's three star. She's Noma of faces, okay? She, yeah, like you... You see her her face are working. You just want to go, chef, and just shout it out unconsciously because you're just so, it's like, yes, it's like the bear. Fantastic. So Karen Fanchella, wonderful, lovely woman. Excellent. I mean, beyond excellent. I've, you know, some people are like, oh, yeah, my esthetician's great. She is better. She is best. And she's selling gift certificates, and she does, she has her own office now in Point Limits. Fabulous. So you want to blow your girl's mind and really get on her good list. Or you want to get one for a girlfriend, you know? You're like, your, your skin's already feeling baby smooth. But your friend's like, you know, oh, you can, she could use a derma peel or something. Hook her up. Hook her up. Give Karen a call. Check out her website, okay? So, oh man, earlier this week, I, I just had such a great, <laughs> such a wild woo-woo week. So besides like this Thunderdome truck being introduced, like you can imagine Tina Turner with the fucking hair. It's like, wow! You know, like standing on top with a guitar of flames coming out of it. That's what this truck kind of looks like. It looks like a, like a brand new refrigerator that's stainless steel that if it grew, grew wheels and was able to drive on the street, but it was a Tesla inside. That's what this truck is like. <laughs> it's fucking crazy looking. Absolutely crazy looking. And I was so happy that that came out. And as soon as that dystopian truck came out, I just find out in the news also, and they just drop this casually as they're, you know, saying, look over there, look over there. Just drop casually at the CIA. A report came out that the CIA collected nine UFO craft. This is like congressional hearings. Nine UFO craft. Or UAP if you want to be a douchebag because they're trying to change the term. Uh, which brings up a whole nother topic besides the fact that they just revealed alien life is real and that it's landed or at least crash landed here 
which just let that sink in. Like we're not alone in the universe. They just felt like letting everybody know earlier this week. There's aliens. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I've processed that. I took about like seven seconds. Okay. That's real. But the act of changing names, the act of changing archetypes, all of these things are magical acts, by the way. You ever wonder like whether like, oh, I changed the name from Facebook to Meta, from Twitter to X. It's because beyond the corporate rules that surround the inner workings of what I'm about to tell you, it's a magical act. It's transmuting one entity into another entity. It's almost like, like when the FBI is trying to hide people and they give them like a fake identity. This is beyond that <laughs> because it actually exists on the fourth dimension as well. When you change a corporation's name or you change a concept, it alters the field a little bit of the original thing. That's why, honestly, like why uh, people can't really articulate. That's why conservative people get pissed off when traditional archetypes are tampered with, right? If you're a conservative, you're trying to conserve principles. If someone goes in there and goes, Ariel's black, right? Or uh, Nala's the hero of this story now. Maleficent is a good person now. She's, she's not evil. Good King Stefan is evil. He chopped her wings off. Like these kind of like ridiculous editings that like Disney will do to its old tried and true successful archetypes that are tied to like Grimm's fairy tales that they altered anyway. But what kids and three generations of people have been raised on as an archetype, as soon as you tweak that thing, as soon as you mess with it, like, oh, you know what the next Harry Potter, he's not going to have glasses. Just something that simple alters Harry in some way. It alters the archetype. It alters the field. It alters the connection everyone had to that field. And that's the reason they're doing it. <laughs> they're trying to fuck with you. There's a reason. That's why Luke Skywalker is now a cuck pussy. Let's write him as that. Indiana Jones is a fucking whiny old piece of shit. Who's incompetent and is incapable of doing anything now. When people fuck with that, and on the surface they go like, oh, they're trying to um, like down chop, they're trying to chop men in half. That's not the actual thing that's bugging them. What's bugging them on a spiritual level is the archetype is being tampered with. It's being changed. And people go like, well, that doesn't do anything actually. Yeah, actually it does. Just like thought does something, even though it seems like an airy, something that's difficult to measure or immeasurable. Like I could think horrible things about someone and, and nothing is happening wrong. Even if nothing's happening to that person, the person thinking it has, uh, the, the biochemicals are being reflected in them. Hatred, resentment, jealousy, criticizing, all those things are being manufactured as the person's playing that in their head their brain is manufacturing chemicals and hormones that correlate to that and they're not aware of it <laughs> so thought isn't an airy nothing just like altering archetypes isn't a nothing it's a very big thing it's a very big thing and it's an intentional magical act to disrupt that field to destroy the power of that field and the power that it lends to others, much like the destruction of the Star Wars industry, you know, the Star Wars um, storyline or trilogy. All of that is very carefully being done on purpose. 
Well, oh, what? We're just trying out new stuff. No, bullshit. I know black magic. <laughs> I know what it looks like. It's a form of gray and black magic. You're destroying fields that mean something to people. And what that character looks like, what they are, doesn't matter what race they are. If they were black, dude, if I did like a, a life story about like Michael Jordan and it was like played by some white dude, fucking black community would lose their, <laughs> lose their fucking mind. Would lose their minds. It's, it's, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like it's, that's why everyone has so much controversy around identity. They think it's, it's because like, oh, I joined it's because this club means something to me. No, because they know they know it's an intentional violation of something. It's violating something they treasure that's been established. So when you violate things that are established norms that people have recognized as a norm for like sometimes centuries, that's when people unconsciously react. It's because it's, it's a magical act. It's not, it's not an innocent thing. Well, you'll, you'll see more of that, more of that everywhere in society later. <laughs> so, okay, UFOs real. Yay. Oh, yeah. Forgot to tell you about this awesome thing that we got going on in San Diego. It's called like um, Christmas tree lights, like Christmas lights. <laughs> I can't even remember the name of fucking function. Anyway, at our huge Balboa Park that we love down here, uh, it gets lit up. All these museums get. Um, opened up at night that are usually like 25, 30 bucks. They're all for free. And me and my wife just dove in. There were so many delicious kiosks because they have this also this UN uh, building cluster that has like different cottages that represent different countries. And everybody was lovely. Everybody had a really good time. Uh, Switchfoot, for some reason, was playing at the this huge amphitheater. All my wife wanted to do was go inside this organ that's like the largest outside organ on planet Earth. We have that at Spreckles in that little organ pavilion in Balboa Park. Switchwood's playing outside, but she got to go up and inside just a little bit and see like inside the inner mechanisms of the of the organ. That was cool. Abby and I went to the Natural History Museum and cleared the energy out of all these taxidermied. <laughs> oh, these poor animals were just like completely in stasis, you know, in these little positions. Like, oh, look, it caught a mouse. And it's like this golden eagle. It's gorgeous and it's been dead for like 50 years. And his soul's like, could you please release this? So we and her were like releasing energy off all the skulls and the skeletons and the taxidermied animals. We look up to the left. There's a giant taxidermied whale penis. Over anything, you know, just I guess it's something for like the kids to giggle at. You know, and it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful inside the museum. And there was like a quartet that did, um, you know, Christmas songs holiday music, um, like a trumpet and a trombone, tuba and a violin. Absolutely gorgeous. Oh, there's so much beautiful music. We went to the House of Ireland. Yeah, I was so jealous that I couldn't speak Gaelic. It just looks so cool. It sounds like gobbledygook. Like no one would understand you if you had a conversation with your wife in private and you'd just be like, holy shit, this is awesome. There was a fiddler and a harp player and they're playing these gorgeous Christmas songs and like Irish songs. Oh, we ate so much stew and soup and the food was killer. Food was killer. And I oh, ran into one of my students, Tiffany Johnson. Shout out to you. She was stoked. She was telling me that she'd gotten saved recently. Congratulations to you. You know, 
I love it when people shift from like one religion to another or like one path to another. And they're like, yes, dude, this is the path. But she looked confused when I said, you know, make sure you don't end up fearing hell, right? Because that's a big sticky point. And it draws people into Christianity, but it also, you know, gets you a little condemnatory and fearful of other people interrupting your afterlife, right? So that's that's when people get a little meh. I said, you know, don't worry about condemning other religions, you know, but just really enjoy Jesus as your teacher, you know, as as your, in, for your words, your Lord and Savior, as a focus, as a bridge to an, an invisible creator we can't even begin to comprehend. So I was very happy for her. Very, very happy. She's one of my great Ricky students. And yeah, we went to the art museum. Oh my God. Falling in love with art again. Fourth ray of God. Absolutely beautiful pieces. I used to not go to that museum because I'm like, eh, they don't really have enough masters. I was seeing Dali's and Guggins. I saw Monet. There was. There were so many um, pieces by, there were no masterpieces. Like San Diego doesn't hold any masterpieces, but it had many, many, you know, Diego Rivera, even their Eastern wing had beautiful, so there's all these beautiful Buddhas everywhere. This lady thought I was getting too close to the paint, of course. So I got scolded by one of the old, a lot of the old crones that like looks out for the painting and I, you know, had a, some, a terse exchange with her. <laughs> <laughs> dude I'd rather crack my skull on the ground than like even lean into one of these things I know what I'm doing but she dealt with a bunch of boneheads so you know how it is you get cranky after telling people the same shit 80 times a day please stay the fuck away from the painting but I want to see what those brush strokes look like you know how else am I going to unlock the secrets you know one haired brushes oh. gorgeous gorgeous and the lights are gorgeous it was so fun. Such a beautiful, beauty-filled night. So full. What I also really liked was ever across leaving um, the whole event to go back across the bridge that crosses over the 163 out here. There were three religious, like, had the Hare Krishnas, right? Going, da, 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 you know, giving their love to Krishna. They're handing out flyers and Bhagavad Gita's. And as we're going out, I'm like, yay, Hare Krishna. The, the dudes that are like, no, come in. Did you know that Jesus was was Muslim, come over here and get the get a free Quran and stuff. It's like, hey, um, do you guys teach, you guys have got Sufi aspects? I always want the mystical path. I don't really want to care. I don't really care that much what the flock is thinking. I want to know what the wizards are doing, right? So I go over there, and, uh, you know, they all got these scowls on their face. I get it, dude. Their whole, their whole fucking shit's in turmoil right now. Uh, across the street from them is the... Uh, is the guy always holding up the sign like Jesus died for your sins? And over there, I'm like, hey, dude, you know, maybe you could focus on the cheerful, the cheerful aspect. Like it's the good news, <laughs> it's the gratitude. Is it, so whether you're thinking in the flock or whatever, you can always make that coin turn downwards. Like, oh, we don't want to piss God off. But then they forget about all the buffet. You know, the fear of pissing God off. They're forgetting about the buffet of goodness. Like, yo, joy, forgiveness, peace. Um, gratitude, that's all, that's all big into the Christian faith there too. And if you are Christian, there's, um, like this huge nativity scene in, in the, uh, Oregon Pavilion too, of, of Jesus's journey, you know, but I, I loved having those three religions, you know, <laughs> like, and they're kind of scowling at each other, like, mm, we're the right one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you're scowling, 
none of you are the right one. Oops. Oops, doops, doop, 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 doops. I got to stop saying oops because Chris D'Elia says oops, but it's like such a perfect fucking expression. I get it's it's less dumb than uh-oh. Uh-uh. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get it again. Uh-uh. Oops is like a, the perfect expression of like obvious dumbness or obvious like not being wise about what the heck we're doing. So, uh-oh. Oops. Uh-oh. So yeah, spaceship's real. I don't want none of the religions covered that. And uh oh yeah. One more thing. So oh god, I'm looking at that picture of Mount Shasta again. So gorgeous. You'll have to come to my office, check it out. It's beautiful. I'll get rid of that neck pain you got. Or that back pain. Come on back. Anyway, um one more thing I'd rediscovered recently, and God's been kind of like winking at me to try to get back on this. I used to play this little game that was a direct result of going to T. Harvecker's Secrets of the Millionaire Mind conference. And he would pass these out halfway through the seminar and be like, okay, put this rubber band around your around your wrist, all right? And um, like it kind of looked like those uh, wrist strong, you know, like Neil Armstrong, totally not, not Neil Armstrong, <laughs> Lance Armstrong, Mr. Mr. Cheater, right? But he had this like kind of rubbery looking um, rubber band he put off over his wrist, like an armband. And what T.R. Ecker was trying to say was that, especially when it comes to your money blueprint, every time that you criticize, condemn, or complain, it's like you're you're hurting your your future financial life. So he said, if you really got the balls, put on an actual rubber band. And this is what he would do. Like any time that he would com- like condemn, complain, or criticize about something out loud, you could do it in your head, but out loud where you express it verbally, you take the rubber band and snap. Snap your wrist, right? When you take the seminar, he would say, take the rubber band off one and put it on the other. Or take, take your, your bracelet and take it off your left and put it on the right and vice versa. Anytime you condemn, complain, or criticize. But he said, when you complain, condemn, or criticize, that little sharp pain that you're feeling, whoopsh, it, he's just like, he's like, what's worse is what's happening to your mental and emotional and financial life. He's like, so it's okay to leave a little red weld there. And you might snap your wrist like 24 times a day, but you start to get thinking about it. <laughs> like, I don't, ooh, am I about to criticize? Because you don't want to snap it on, you know? You could play an easier version of the game and put it from wrist to wrist. You know, one that fits loosely over your wrist, not something that hugs your wrist as a rubber band. One of those fat, wide ones. And you either, you know, I, I snap it because I'm, I'm like that, but you you go like, oh, dude, Debbie, she's such a fucking bitch. Okay, oh, ooh, oh, I can't, oh, no, I, I did it. I got to take this, take this rubber uh, thing off. And not you, Debbie, I love you. It's just the first word name that came in my mouth. We'll, we'll just say... um. Aloysius, right? Aloysius. No one has the name Aloysius anymore. So I'll just, hey, fuck Aloysius. And you, oh no, I did that. And then you got to, you know, take it off from one side and put it together, right? And I didn't do it for Henry Kissinger because everything I said about that man is the truth. And fuck you is the most loving thing that that man deserves. He deserves worse than that. So fuck you is my I love you for, for him. You know, and we're just all grateful he's gone. But you just 
take that off and put it on the run wrist and be like, okay. And then he'd be like, oh, God, why can't the government get his bullshit together? Oh, there it is. And then you switch back and you put it back. Or you could do it just, it's originally the the game is for complaining specifically. And I was able to kind of cure myself of complaining specifically doing that. And I was like, dude, why don't I do it also for criticizing condemning, which is kind of the same thing. And that's so useful because if you could stop doing that out verbally, right, then the next editing station is your own mind. But if you don't vibrate it on your tongue and speak it, it kind of, it dies a bit, you know, and the habit dies a little bit. So try that this week. See that if that works for you. I'm definitely going to. I'm going to be wearing a rubber band on my wrist until I cure myself of all three. So you might see me for years wearing it because <laughs> that's a hard game to win. Especially for someone like me who's honed critiquing, noticing what's wrong, right? That's part of the, the healer's journey too is your ability to go what's not perfect. But expressing what's not perfect, that's a whole nother whole nother ball of wax that's a whole nother um plateau of mastery that we can all aspire to and definitely attain um so i hope that you uh will go along with me and and try to attain that i was going to do something cheeky and um call my aunt martha and get her on this but this is already a pretty long podcast she's hysterical at some point i'm just going to randomly call her and uh you will get to delight in the pure angst Either her or my Aunt Donna, just the pure madness is going to be so fun. Uh, I'll probably have to bleep out a few things. Oh, wait, I don't have to because <laughs> I don't put this shit on YouTube. This is great. I can say whatever the fuck I want. God, life is great. Life is so good. I hope your life is so good. Uh, I hope everything awesome in the world is happening to you right now. And if it's not, I pray that it starts to. I'm going to send that light right now. Let every one of you get your dream. Whether that's a healing or an opportunity or success or a relationship or a let go. I ask the source of creation that I am to bless you with that. My next guest is going to probably be my good friend and neighbor, um, Matt Ritter, that I was, you know, I was roomies next to him for years. I think he's going to have a daughter like today. <laughs> so um, the fact he's going to make any time for me in the next week or so is wonderful. So thank you, Matt. If you're listening, appreciate you, man. Can't wait to talk to you. It's going to be really fun. As for the rest of you, I love you. I really send the love of the universe to you. They fill up whatever you're lacking. They transmute anything bothering you. Peace and aloha.